Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show, our first show of 2022. Okay, and it should be almost as good and almost as exciting as our last show of 2021. And the Joe and Joe Weather Show, both in 2021 and in 2022, <clears throat> brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest provider of winter uh, weather cleanup materials, everything from rock salt to uh, the uh, big major uh, snow removal products like Pelido and Mag Ice Pellets and Flakes, and of course, spreaders, shovels, snow blowers, etc. Uh, if this uh, <clears throat> system for tomorrow pans out, you might find it handy. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631-756-1125 is the phone number. And the website, Joe, is? Omnitruevalue.com. Yes, thank you, Kenny Williams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you remember, Joe, last week, <clears throat> With regards to this system for um, Monday, uh, late tonight and Monday, uh, I was kicking and screaming that I, you know, the GFS was too far north, too far north, too far north. I wasn't going to go with the idea of uh, of any kind of snow, and I had, you know, I had to throw in I to to throw in the towel on that this morning. Uh, but I ha I also have to tell you, I mean, the potential here is um, for some places is <clears throat> pretty interesting and rather sizable, but there's going to be a very sharp cutoff somewhere. Uh, is the cutoff going to be Route 78, New York City, you know, I-95 in, in, uh, in Connecticut? Uh, and is, is that where the cutoff is going to be, or is the cutoff going to be a little bit further to the north, say north of Route 80 to perhaps 287 or a little bit further north than that? I'm not so sure. Uh, and uh, I think the short-range models, I've been following the NAM for days. It wasn't until late yesterday afternoon that it even brought precip north of Virginia. Uh, and I've noticed that the NAM lately has just, uh, for some reason, has been really lacking uh, in terms of how it's been handling these day-to-day -day systems. Uh, the European overnight uh, came further north, uh, both the Zero and the 6Z, and uh, the 6Z actually <clears throat> matches up not too badly with the, uh, the GFS. I, I, you know, the new GFS is very robust. I, I don't... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where your head is at with this. Well, this this whole thing has escalated very quickly. Uh, I've already seen some forecasters <laughs> screaming, first accumulating snow of the season. But it looks like if, if there is going to be any kind of significant accumulation, Joe, it looks like for um, maybe central and southern New Jersey, where, where I live up here in Putnam <laughs> Valley, we might see a few snowflakes. I really don't see anything in terms of a significant accumulation up here, and I agree with you. I think that uh, snowfall of, let's say, an inch, the mighty inch of snow, right. that might be the northern limit of that might be 287. Uh, but then again, the new run is just coming out. The new runs are just coming out. 
So we'll uh, we'll look at them, but yeah. uh, it, it does not look like any. It looks like as in to to use your terminology. A cheap thrill. That's what no, I look. No, I don't know. Well, thing. that depends on that depends on where you are, though. I, the other thing is, it's it it's it, it, it's uh it's almost walking distance between an inch and four. Okay, I mean it's very very sharp. Uh, you know, it, it, this is not. You know, I, I I think we have to kind of take a very broad look at this and and <clears throat> not too tight a view, uh, but <clears throat> this is going to be you know this is going to be I think this is going to be one of those things where you know, you're on the northern edge of it, and you get a couple of flakes, and that's it. And a handful of miles away, it has an inch, and then you go another handful of miles further south, and they've got two, and on and on. Um, I also, uh, by the way, by the way, um, just in case you want, you know, I should have put this up as a poll question, uh, but uh, the G, the new GFS gives me nine inches here in north georgia wow nine okay you have a snowblower <laughs> no i got my four-wheel drive truck um uh but i i do not have a uh, uh my uh snowblower no i don't i i, I look i will be thrilled <clears throat> excuse me i will be so thrilled if uh, i wind up uh even though i have to drive to uh, to uh to, to Atlanta airport tomorrow morning, but I will be thrilled if I see uh, a couple of inches of, of snow and have snow cover on the ground and maybe snow falling out of the sky <clears throat> tomorrow morning when I wake up. That's what I'm kind of looking for because being as sick as I've been in the last uh, couple of months, uh, that would be, for me, it would be a nice hopeful sign. Well, you know, Joe, does it mean since it's going to be turning much colder here, will it be? I mean, I know that the GFS has uh, the northern periphery of the snow over the tri-state area. But does this mean that a lot of that snow is going to be Virga? Because I know that the, the, the NAM has a very sharp cutoff to what I would assume to be accumulating snow all the way down in the southernmost sections of New Jersey. And north of there, nothing. So you got to wonder what what's what's going to be happening here over the next uh, well, I, I, twelve to twenty four right. hours. I, I'll uh, <clears throat> why don't we since we have the new GFS, we might as well uh, start to look at it um, and and give it a view. So um, this is on the screen right now. I will put it up. Uh, I've got the really tight view of the GFS and. And you know this this is this is uh, this is the kind of thing where I would say nine times out of ten, maybe even nine point five times out of ten, um, this this system never winds up getting in anywhere close to the northeast. It winds up passing way to the south. So this is the six uh, Z, by the way, uh, which has you know the darker blue snow down in southern New Jersey and Delaware. Uh, and then, you know, it's mostly offshore and then it just kind of moves away. Uh, but uh, and I'm just I'm, I'm pulling this up for some comparison because the new uh, the new run, I believe, went up. So. Uh, so the other thing I'm going to look at <clears throat> is. Um, a 24 hour precip rather than look at the snowfall maps, I'd rather look at 24 hour precip. So let's look at. Um, and I want to eliminate anything that falls today. So 24-hour precip would take us to 
Uh, so I guess this is fair. We can use uh, 12Z to 12Z. And so on the 6Z run, Joe, the four-tenths of an inch of liquid uh, was, you know, draw a line from Trenton to Sandy Hook. Long Island gets mostly three to four-tenths of an inch of liquid, uh, and the, the half an inch of liquid is pretty far to the south. Uh, th then I'll go to the, um, let's go to the 12Z. And the 12Z, now this is interesting because the 12Z, Joe, has the half an inch of liquid uh, touching the south shore of Long Island uh, and going back to Staten Island and to just north and west of Trenton. I mean, it actually gives you a couple of tenths uh, up north of uh, of, uh, 80, of uh, Route 84. So it's a little bit more aggressive here. And of course, it's got one inch plus amounts in southern New Jersey. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this and thinking the NAM is probably, been, I'm sorry, the GFS has probably been the one model here that has been incredibly consistent since the onset when we were talking about this since the middle part of last week. The other ones are all, you know, having some sort of game of catch up. Um, even if you want to cut these numbers in half, I think it still says maybe an inch or two for New York City and maybe, you know, uh, eastern Long Island, uh, two to three inches, uh, southeastern New England, two to three inches. And then, you know, central South Jersey and Point South get hit pretty hard. But it, it's, you know, it's very tenuous in both directions, I believe, and, 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 and close. And I, by the way, I used this map because I've noticed oftentimes when you bring up the question of Virga, when you look at the snowfall forecast numbers, I'd rather you use the liquid precip amounts because we're talking about amounts here that are actually forecast to reach the ground. So I don't know, you know, because there are times, Joe, where I've looked at the snowfall forecast maps and I see the actual surface map show that light blue snow and the uh, snow forecast map prints out an inch or an inch and a half or maybe, uh, you know, a half an inch or whatever it is. But then I, you look at the <clears throat> the liquid precip and it's not it's zero. So uh, I think this works better to look at the actual liquid precip. So um, I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I put up my snow forecast map this morning, which my Patreon members can see. Uh, uh, there's a link up on the top of the chat board. Uh, the um, soon as I put it out, I regretted it <laughs> because I thought maybe I went a little bit too far north with stuff. But no matter, uh, it is what it is. Well, if you take a look at the uh, one of my favorite maps is the uh, the FGen map, which shows all of the Omega shows the dynamics of the uh, scenario. All right, and which, look, which one, uh, the 850 or the 700 are you looking at? I, I would look at the 700 and uh, look at the GFS, and they have the lion's share of the, of the energy all sliding like a snake just underneath Long Island. Right. And, uh, and it, it, it is very tight. You see a lot of, I mean, wherever, uh, wherever you see the, uh, the red contours almost like meeting each other to such a degree that it almost makes like a solid color. I mean, you would assume that that's where uh, the heavy, heavy snows are going to be falling or the heavy duty precip is going to be falling. All of that stays just off to the south and east. So it's like what I'm saying. There's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff going on out there, but mostly to our south and the blow off, if you will, of snow uh, coming in, you know, from the south and east over portions of Long Island central New Jersey, 
maybe up into uh, parts of New York City and the lower Hudson Valley, but really not amounting to a whole hill of beans. I'll be, you know, based upon what I've seen so far, I'd be very surprised if we saw more than an inch in the immediate tri-state area in any one spot. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say no because uh, I don't have a lot of confidence here. By the way, <clears throat> I have up on the screen at 6C at 1 a.m. Look at the Omega over me. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe, you did it. You did it during the summertime to us by failing to get to 90 while we spend many days sweltering up here. And now while we're all waiting for the first really significant or, or, or snowfall that we can actually go out and shovel. And meanwhile, we're going to look down to the south and see you with like four to eight inches or three to six inches before this is all over. Right. You're going to do it to us again, Joe. <clears throat> of course. <laughs> By the way, um, this is our first uh, time this season where we can use Le Plumes. Le Plumes. Le plumes. Yes. And uh, the pl uh, Le Plumes have been going steadily higher uh, to where now, just to give you some numbers, Joe, uh, I slip. Uh, it gives Islip 7.35 on the mean, 7.35 for Islip, okay? Um, for, That's going to be fun. Uh, for, uh, but but it is, it's been on an uptrend since yesterday, and that uptrend continues. Uh, New York City, 6.16 on the mean. White Plains, uh, it gives White Plains uh, 5.18. Uh, Capixi, or for those of you who live up there who mistakenly call it Poughkeepsie, 2.98 for Poughkeepsie. Look, if Poughkeepsie, if, if, it, if Poughkeepsie winds up getting three inches, okay, uh, then you're going you're gonna to see eight, nine, ten inch amounts down along the coast if that's the case. Uh, because, right. you know, if it gets that far north, I wouldn't rule up. I'm not going to completely rule out the possibility that this could wind up still going a little further north. I, you know, I think that's, you know, I, I think that's still, since it's this has pretty much been a surprise all along. Uh, uh, let's look around at, at, at a few other places uh, in uh, New Jersey, uh, the station that's just south between Long Branch and Tom's River. I'm not sure what uh, that station actually is. <laughs> oh, it's Belmar. I'm sorry, it's Belmar. Uh, it gives Belmar 8.26 uh, in uh, the station that is south of Tom's River. Of course, they don't have an actual plume for Tom's River, naturally. Uh, uh, I believe this is Vineland, New Jersey. Uh, gets on their mean 11.11. .11. Uh, again, all these numbers have been trending higher. Philadelphia uh, gets 6.66. Uh, Talk about the omen number for Philadelphia. Uh, let's go into Southern Pennsylvania, uh, Lancaster, uh, uh, not Lancaster, it's Lancaster. Uh, and let me, let me get this up a little bit further. Uh, 5.19, uh, Washington, DC, 7.75 for Washington, DC, uh, Baltimore, uh, eight inches even. Dover in Delaware, as opposed to Dover, New Jersey, uh, 5.45, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 
for Dover. So these numbers that the SREF model, uh, the SREF model is putting uh, out, are continue to, to continue to move higher, and uh, uh, will you know the next run of the SREF is at three o'clock this afternoon when those numbers will come out, and we'll see we'll see if they hold. Uh, maybe they'll come down a little bit. Uh, of course, we'll have the European in a couple of hours, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what that is. Uh, CVN, uh, Jason, you're asking me about CVN in New Jersey. Uh, I'm not sure. Is that the one that I said was Vineland, New Jersey? I think. Let's see. Uh, CVN. I think that's Vineland, New Jersey, I believe. Okay. Just, uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, it, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that uh, it's uh, Vineland. So there you have the SREF, Mr. Rayo. You know I know it's exactly what's going to happen. What's going to happen is is that everybody's going to get excited. There are forecasters who are going to go for you know one to three, two to four, three to five, or whatever for this system tonight and tomorrow. Hardly anything is going to happen, if anything at all, for many places, except maybe for southern New Jersey. And then what's going to happen is, is that when we get to Friday and they start again with the, well, here we go, two to four, two to five, no one's going to believe them. Everybody's going to say, well, they're, they're crying wolf again. And that'll be the one where we get clobbered with uh, Well, you with know what? The, the, the Friday system um, looked pretty interesting on the models going into the weekend and uh, kind of backed away. Uh, a little bit, uh, yes, somewhat yesterday. It came back a little bit overnight. Honestly, I haven't really looked at it too closely because uh, usually I always take whatever storm is coming is the one I look at, I focus my attention on. Uh, but um, uh, I, I think we might be at a stage right now where the model loses, you know, a little bit of what's going on and then it starts to bring it back. But uh, we'll look at that in a second. Uh, the other thing is, I'm just looking at the uh, the 500 here on the GFS, and look how vigorous this this southern feature has become. It's like a two it's it's a two contour cutoff in northwest Georgia uh, by 1 a.m. that goes right over me. I mean, this is you know, or just south or just south of me. So I'm north and west of the upper low track, which is what where you want to be when it comes to uh, a heavy snowfall. Um, uh, then that starts to lift up to the northeast. You know what? It, unfortunately, if there was a, just a little bit of a short wave in that northern stream to just kind of get in there uh, and pull it up a little bit further north, because the the, the uh, cutoff low tracks from Chesapeake, southern Chesapeake Bay, to just south of is uh, just south and east of Montauk. Uh, so I mean, if it was just kind of a little bit more to the northwest. Not that much, by you know, just a little bit more in the northwest. It could make things um, fairly inter interesting for the northern part of the I-95 corridor with this. And that includes Boston, by the way. Well, looking at the model that, according to you, will be phased out before the end of the year, the NAM, the North American model. Why, it has and nothing. I'm looking at the, it's got nothing. And I have the 12Z. Well, the reason why it has nothing is for two reasons. Number one, if you look at LaGuardia, LaGuardia at 12 hours, which would be what? There would be uh, um, this, 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 this starts at uh, 12Z this morning. And if you look at the 12Z, 12-hour uh, run, uh, they, they have a vertical motion of, of uh, plus 4.1.
but they have the uh, the temperature. The T1 is plus four, Joe, and the boundary level, is, the uh, the uh, thickness is 545. But more importantly, as I just said, this is why I talk about maybe all of this that we see on the GFS is Virga. The uh, the R1 level of uh, the uh, atmosphere, the lowest level of the atmosphere, is 72 percent. And again, it's been my experience that unless that R1 is at least 80% or higher, whatever you get is going to come on down and just evaporate before reaching the ground. Oh, not impossible. So, and the, the, as you, you're correct, the, the NAM gives nothing, nada, to LaGuardia. Now, so I'm, now what I'm I saying say, is that it, <clears throat> I would just say, though, that uh, the, the reason the T1s are so warm <clears throat> is the fact that if it's taking, if it's got a system way to the south, and you know you never really get in underneath its influence. The low levels are never going to going to cool off. I'm I'm looking, for example, at the GFS uh, for Monday morning, where the 32 degree line is running across Long Island Sound to New York City, and then turns southward, you know, just west of the uh, uh, west of the uh, the Garden State Parkway uh, down the coast, and then by 18Z. Now you're assuming it's snowing during that time. Uh, the uh, you know, the 30 degree line is, you know, at the Nassau Suffolk line, it's in the 20s, uh, which would make sense. I mean, if it, it, it look, if, if, if it's like the GFS is, it's going to be colder and uh, it, it's it, it's going to um, obviously it brings up, you know, anywhere from a tenth to four tenths of an inch of liquid. So it's, there's going to be more moisture because it's further north. That's just, you know, it's common sense. It's just further north. If, if it's like the NAM, um, the uh, you, you never really get under the influence of, of either the upper feature or even the lower feature. So it's going to be drier and it's going to be warmer in that case. So, I, you know, it, it's the, the only thing I will say about the NAM is up until yesterday afternoon, it had no precip anywhere further north than southern Virginia. It just couldn't even, you know, it's been it, it's just been awful uh, with how it's handled all of this uh, from the get go. Uh, so. Uh, it'd be, you know, it, it would be uh, uh, interesting if it wound up being right at the end of the day, all, all the way around. I don't know. Um, uh, the, again, this is a very, to me, this is a very low confidence type of forecast all the way around. I could see this, you know, I, I could see this busting in both directions where uh, you wind up with far less than what you think. Or uh, you wind up with something that gets uh, more developed, and you get, and then you get more than advertised. Yeah. Well, the uh, the storm or the wave, if you will, of whatever is going to produce whatever snow or whatever precip is going to we're going to get is going to be practically on top of us by tomorrow morning, and that pretty much is it. I mean, it, whatever we get has to happen between uh, late this evening uh, into tomorrow morning. Because after that, I don't care how cold it gets, the the, uh, the trigger is going to be pretty well out of here. So um, I don't know, Joe. I, I'm I'm not. I, I know you said you're not really all that impressed. I'm not impressed at all. I'm you know I'm not I'm not really I'm not I, you know I say wait till wait till the next system, which would be Friday, as to right. whether or not which, we're going which, to see anything which, significant. Right. Which, by the way, now the GFS has absolutely nothing. It just turns cold and dry. You get a low that forms well to the east of the Carolina coast and moves out, and you just get cold air advection uh, that comes in Wednesday night and uh, 
goes right on into the end into Friday, and and that's the end of that. So, <laughs> you, you you suddenly you know you, you, the the uh, second <clears throat> the system for the end of the next week was the one I was looking at, and it seemed it seemed to be something that was more important. Now it's completely eliminated that, and uh, it's got all its eggs in the first system. Uh, you know. It, it's never really gotten that much easier. <laughs> this wah, is, wah, wah, wah. Exactly. It's never gotten that much easier uh, as we uh, as we've rolled along over the over the years. By the way, I didn't uh, do this yet, but uh, Michael McGuire and uh, Brandon Doherty hitting the super chat uh, tip jar today in uh, a very generous way. Uh, thank you for doing that to kick off the new year. Um, noticing also that we have 50 likes. Thank you for those to those of you who have hit the like button. And if you haven't uh, done so already and you'd like to, uh, hit the like button because it usually makes Joe and I relatively, uh, puts us relatively in a good mood <laughs> when, uh, when, when we uh, go to 100 likes. So uh, anyhow, weather service-wise, uh, the uh, watches and warnings that are up. We've got winter storm. Wait a minute. What do they do over here? Hold on a second. They had winter storm watches up for southern New Jersey. I'm looking on this map. Did they take them down? Or they put something else up over it? I'm, I can't see. I'm, I'm just checking. Let me check. Uh, um, and incidentally, while, while you're doing that, uh, let's, uh, let's wish uh, Brandon Doherty's mom uh, the best of health. She, he says, my mom isn't well. I've been just so busy taking care of her and uh, helping my brother. It's not so good, but he just wants to be here with his weather friends for a while, uh, just to, you know, uh, for a bit take of, in another aspect of his life. For a, just a so little bit of a distraction. We, totally understood. And yes. Uh, yes. Our, our, our good thoughts and positive energy, uh, are uh, we send that forward to you. Yes. Um, okay, let's uh, let me just let's review the watches and the uh, the warnings here uh, for uh, the east because this is the first time for some areas anyway. Uh, we've got winter storm watches up for the uh, southernmost counties of New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, most of Maryland, not northern Maryland, but uh, uh, areas a little bit further south uh, into northeastern Virginia. Winter storm warnings are up for. Western and southwestern Virginia, uh, eastern West Virginia, southeastern West Virginia, down into eastern Tennessee and western North Carolina. Actually, to I could drive to the winter storm warning. It's only 17 miles away from me. Um, so they're forecasting. I think they're going for four to six up in those in the mountains. If that verifies, because I I have views of all, all those mountains around me, so I'll, I will have some. Uh, rather uh interesting you know some really good looking views here uh yeah they're going for three to six uh inches above 3500 feet and six to ten for uh, areas above 5000 feet uh otherwise if you're underneath the 3500 uh one to three uh, these are for the areas that are north of me. I'm under that winter weather advisory. I think they're going. They're going for the weather service here is going for on their last forecast anyway. Uh, they have a. Uh, uh, they went for one to three inches, and I don't think they they have a winter weather advisory up 
for areas north and west of Atlanta and Gainesville. Uh, so uh, that includes Rome, Georgia, Dalton, Georgia, and uh, Blairsville, which is where uh, I'm sitting at the moment. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, let's. I want to just go back to this. Let's go back to weather.gov. And uh, we've got winter weather advisories up across all of Tennessee, all of nor northern Mississippi, northern Alabama, most of northern Georgia. Uh, and uh, that's with the Eastern System. There's winter weather advisories up uh, right now for upstate New York, western and southern New York, northeastern New York, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, uh, northern Vermont, uh, Vermont uh, no most, of New most of northwestern New Hampshire and into Maine uh, with winter storm warnings right along the Canadian border in upstate New York and Vermont and a new winter storm coming into the west uh, with winter storm warnings in most of the state of Washington down into Oregon and Northern California. So uh, uh, a new weather system there coming in uh, to the uh, Pacific Northwest. Jason Kaplan hitting super chat. Uh, thank you, Jason. Happy New Year to you too. And Jason Schaefer hitting uh, the two Jasons uh, hitting super chat. Uh, thank you so much uh, for doing that. Uh, what else do we got? We've got the, uh, let's look at the satellite because this is going to be kind of important. Just keep an eye on, once the loop gets going, we can at least see what this upper low looks like. Uh, but the pictures are loading. There we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can start to see, Joe, that, you know, that southern feature that uh, there's a little bit of a twisting in there that is moving uh, out of East Texas and uh, uh, Arkansas and headed eastward. So uh, I'm going to probably get into precip here. Uh, you know, later to late this afternoon and and into tonight. I'm I'm actually kind of excited. I'm I hope I really hope I get a couple of inches out of this. And basically, what you just said about the mountains. So what you're going to see from your home is uh, those mountains becoming progressively whiter. Yes. Correct? Yes. And they'll hold their snow, you... they'll hold their snow cover up there for a, uh, a few days. Uh, even though it is going to warm up down here to an extent after the, the, the cold shot goes by, but uh, they'll hold on to the snow cover for a couple of days, so it'll it'll look nice and pretty when it's uh, when it's all said and done. It's too bad you can't take a time lapse, you know, a video, a time lapse video, to show how it gets progressively, how the tops especially get progressively whiter. It almost sounds like something that the PBS, the late PBS artist Bob Ross, would love to uh, render. He used to like to take his his knife and his trusty uh, two-inch uh, brush and do these scenes of mountains with lots of snow up on top. That almost sounds like what's about to happen to where you happen to be uh, yeah. for the next uh, 24 hours. Uh, by the way, we should look at uh, WPC on their probability for at least two inches. And this forecast was issued, <clears throat> this was issued this morning at, uh, Nine uh, fourteen twenty three. So it was issued at nine twenty three this morning. Uh, they have uh, this is the probability of at least two. The zero to five percent is from New York City, uh, southernmost Rhode Island into southeastern Mass. Uh, then you've got you have to really go down to get into the twenty to thirty percent south of one ninety five, and then you've got the forty to fifty percent probability of at least two in southern New Jersey. And then, of course, the probabilities go way up as you head down into Delaware, uh, across Virginia, 
uh, and then down the western part of Virginia, particularly in southwest Virginia, and in western North Carolina, eastern Tennessee. So uh, it, I, I would have liked to have seen those numbers be higher, but this was also based on the overnight runs. So um, who knows where their, their mindset's going to be uh, when uh, uh, the day after the day runs, uh, the day run cycle is done. And I don't know, what else can we look at? Oh, if you people want to look at the longer range, we could do that. Um, hang on one second. Uh, oh, Joe Maiano hitting Super Chat. Thank you, Joe. Most appreciated. Just looking at the GFS here, Joe, tomorrow morning. Look at that, that dark blue snow is really not that far away. That dark blue band uh, at uh, – this is total precip, by the way, but um, – Still, even when you look at the radar, that dark blue band of snow is just not that far away. Well, it is a very small, albeit rather vigorous uh, system that's going to be passing off to our south in the upper air. But as I pointed out near the beginning of our show today, Joe, a lot of that energy is going to be spent south of us. I mean, the uh, the Omega, the, uh, the F-Gen model, all, both with the GFS and the NAM, showing that a lot of that... Uh, precipitation or a lot of that energy is passing off to our south and makes one wonder just how much of that is going to spread northward up into our area. Uh, again, a lot of questions. Well, if, if we wind up, you know, if overall the most of the area winds up getting nothing, I'm going to be really angry at myself because I've been uh, I've been holding on to the idea that nothing that we were going to get, you know, little or nothing out of this up until this morning. And then, you know, I, I kind of had to, you know, get get dragged in kicking and screaming with regards to what I went forecast wise. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, just looking at the uh, upper air pattern going forward, it is you know, a colder one. Uh, we've gotten rid of that persistent western trough, at least for now. It's gotten kicked eastward. Uh, the, uh, uh, the Aleutian Ridge has pushed up north of Alaska towards Siberia, which is another really important change here. And uh, I'm uh, seeing a trough developing at 160 which I always like to see if you're going to have a trough in the east. You always want to see um, a, a, a trough develop out in 160 and kind of hang there. And uh, this seem to want to hang around. So there's a general tendency for troughing in the eastern part of the United States. This is the new run, by the way. And also important to note, too, is that uh, we have a resurrection of the PNA uh, through all of this. And the Pacific North America Index is going positive uh, in the longer term, uh, which is a, a very important development indeed. That's something that was lacking through the month of December. So uh, getting that PNA up there and getting it positive and keeping the EPO negative, which is the East Pacific Oscillation, uh, I've always, you know, I've said many times, I'd rather have, give me a negative EPO uh, any day of the week. I'll take my chances with the other two. Uh, but um it does work out well if you can have the negative uh, EPO with the uh, positive PNA. The NAO, you know, I could take it or leave it. Uh, you know, we've had, we have we have big storms when the NAO is in a certain negative position, but we get so few of those, relatively speaking. Uh, you know, maybe once every couple of years that uh, it's not worth you know getting all overly enthused or wasting the energy over it, over whether we have an NAO or whether we don't have an, a, an, an NAO. And and uh, I'm still going to hold off to my I'll hold my guns as to uh, the middle of the month of January. I, I really 
And I'm looking here at the 10 millibar map, Joe, and I don't really see much of anything suggesting that it is going to get or remain unusually cold um, across much of the nation. Uh, it seems to me like we're going to be seeing a, a warming trend. I, I said this back on uh, on Thursday. I had to explain myself about an early January thaw, and a lot of people were jumping on me saying, well, what's there to thaw? There's nothing to thaw. Right. But what I'm saying is that January, Except in the the January thaw, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, in our neck of the woods, I mean, normally we expect to see a January thaw around the 22nd to the 25th of January. But this year, it looks like we're going to be in a, in a warming mode again by about mid-January, by around, uh, oh, I'd say around uh, January 13, 14, 15. And uh, again, it, it isn't going to, I mean, it's going to get cold the next couple of days, but you and I both know we have seen many a January in the past, which have been much, much, much colder than what we're about to see. I mean, this is, this, this, this is, you know, for, for, for a cold spell, this is nothing. This is more like near seasonal because we've been so used to my, by the way, my high temperature today so far 51 degrees here in Putnam Valley. That was at three o'clock in the morning. It has since gone down to about 45 and may recover back to the upper 40s before the day is over. Yeah, I just I, I just pulled the to the uh, 10 millibar map up also, and I'm noticing Joe the whole polar vortex pulls up back towards Siberia and gets itself wrapped up in a tight little ball. I mean, there's virtually no flow across southern Canada or the United States, so uh, the 10 millibar would certainly argue, like as you said. Uh, there is a significant war, uh, warming that uh, right around the fifth of January. Right, yeah. there's a significant sat stratospheric warming event, but nothing seems to come of it. And then once it's gone, uh, the PV just kind of wraps up like a ball and, and and pulls up. I mean, way up. The lowest height line is in southern Hudson Bay. I mean, this is there's virtually no flow. There's virtually no cold flow except in northernmost Canada. So, yeah, I mean, look, if this is right, uh, yeah, there's going to be, uh, uh, we'll call it a thaw. Even though, as you said, at least in the eastern half of the United States, there really is not going to be much to thaw from. Yeah, the uh, the flow, admittedly, is going to be from the northwest. You say, okay, well, that's, that's a cold air flow. But that northwest flow is ushering in or advecting in not much in the way of cold air. I mean, there's, where is it? It's, as you just said, Joe, the polar vortex, the PV, is uh, seemingly capped right over the polar regions. And uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't look like it's going to, it doesn't look like it's going to be an overly cold pattern over the next few weeks, except maybe if you're, if you live out over the plain states over these next, uh, over this next week, that, that's where it really is going to be cold. Yeah. It is going to be quite cold, but, uh, Everywhere else, eh, no big deal. Well, then maybe I should just be thankful if we wind up getting, I wind up getting at least a few inches. I actually have to run out to the store <clears throat> uh, to pick up uh, to pick up a few things. I'm out of cranberry juice, and I found out, you know, I've I find, found figured out it was it's been very hard, by the way, to um, get information regarding diet with respect to what I have, which is the you know the colitis uh, because. At, 
Di one diet may work for one person. It may not necessarily work for another. So, you know, there's sort of broad recommendations about eating low-fat foods and staying away from high fiber, although for some people, high fiber may actually work. I, again, it's a lot of confusion. But I did manage to find a couple of uh, pieces from uh, some medical some medical pieces regarding cranberry juice, and that cranberry juice was shown to significantly reduce inflammation of the large intestine. And I, I, ha I had some yesterday. I had some in the house. So, you know, I, I, I drank, I was drinking cranberry juice on and off all day yesterday and this morning. And I have to tell you, I, I feel, my stomach feels so much better, so much better, so much less pressure. So I just wanted to share that with everyone. Uh, it's um, it's a bit of a bit of, bit of a rough go. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the aging process, Joe. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> sad to well, say, it, it, that's 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 where you and I are. You or I on the same road, so to speak, and we're we're, we're going through. It's and it's just like your car too. I mean, your car is it's so wonderful when you get get the car. It's brand new. Everything is working. Come back in about eight or ten years, and you, you know, you know, this thing is breaking down a little bit. This one needs to be replaced. You know, right? You just have to take care of yourself. That's all. So yesterday, uh, I spent my time watching. Um, I was switching back and forth between uh, uh, the Harry Potter movies and uh, the Twilight Zone marathon. I got to see Joe. Um, some Twilight Zones that I had never seen before, including one with Martin Balsam in it, where he's uh, he worked at a museum and he's taking care of these wax figures of uh, <clears throat> these famous mass murderers uh, like um, Jack the Ripper and a few others. And uh, he's got them in the basement and his wife thinks they're creepy. And when she goes down there because she wants to shut the air conditioning off so that they would just melt and, uh, you know, one of the mannequins kills her, uh, the Jack the Ripper one. I had never seen that one before. Uh, that, that I thought was, um, I thought that was actually pretty interesting. And then uh, there were a few others that I saw. Uh, and that's our, our Briller Jeopardy, by the way. <laughs> Four likes shy of 100, folks. So if you could hit that 100, that would be terrific. So here's our Briller Jeopardy because it's all it's according to a survey from the Internet Movie Database, IMDb. These are the top 10 Twilight Zone episodes. Um, since this is only opinion based. Uh, uh, well, it's very subjective. Right. So it's got to be subjective. So we're going to go five out of 10 uh, to pass out of this. So if you can get five of these. Uh, I think um, uh, that that would be fair. And by the way, um, I'm just looking at the 10 in here. I think you should be able to get five of them. Well, number one, the first one that comes to mind immediately is the uh, To Serve Man episode. Uh, which actually is on the list, and it's number four on the list. Okay. And how about uh, Odyssey of Flight... Uh, 33. Uh, uh, not, well, is that the, well, that's, that's the one where they go back in time in the aircraft. And when they come back, they think they're back, except it's 1939. 
Uh, okay, Instead, no, that, that is not on here. Really? Yeah. Really? How about time enough for, uh, you know, with, with Burgess Meredith? Time maybe? enough at, time enough at last. Yes, that's on at here. At last. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, the, the one with Bill Moomy. You're a bad man. You're a uh, right, very where, bad man. Right. Where he unfriends them and puts them in the cornfield. Which Correct. is which is what Facebook does when they put you in jail there. Uh, let me <laughs> let me see. Um, no, don't tell me that's no, not on the list. That, that is not on the list. You're kidding me. No. And I mean, when they redid the Twilight Zone into a movie, they had that as one of their uh, one of the. All right, then this one has to be on the list. The one with Bill Shatner when he's. Uh, Seeing this thing on on the wing of the plane tearing apart right. the uh, nightmare at twenty thousand feet. Thousand feet, yes. That's on there. I'm not sure if this one is going to be on, but but it is my very favorite one, um, um, Changing of the Guard, which with I, Donald Pleasant, which I I watched yesterday, and I I also love it. It's just a very touching and a very poignant um, uh, Twilight Zone. I really do love do love that. Uh, unfortunately. No, it is uh, it is not. Uh, but uh, the one that Donna Donna Douglas did from the Beverly Hillbillies is on here on the oh, list. Oh. Yes, yes, the one where uh, they unwrap her face and he's beautiful. Everybody else is hideous. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That is right? correct. Yes. Uh, how about how about oh. the bewitching pool? The the bewitching pool. What is that? What's that one? That's the one where the two kids go and meet Auntie, and uh, they stay with her instead of staying with the parents who are going to be divorced. Oh, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh come on, Joe! You had to see that one. No, I don't think. In I've... fact, that was the very. In fact, I believe that was the very last Twilight Zone they ever did. Yeah. In no. the classic black and white. No, these two kids. They 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 their parents are rich and famous, but they hate each other. They're always fighting, and so one of them, both of them, jump into their luxurious pool, yeah, their uh, the obnoxiously large pool, and they go down and they happen to find they they jump in because they see a kid in the pool, and they follow the kid in the pool to this magical land where, you know, it's just filled with kids, and it's run by a woman named Aunt T. She looks like she's 97 years old, but she's making cookies and cakes and everybody's prancing around saying how wonderful this place is. And the two kids want to stay there, but they hear their parents uh, fighting or they hear their parents looking for them and they feel bad and they go back and it's the same old, you know, stuff. stuff. And I can't believe that you never saw that. No, one I've never before. seen that one. <clears throat> really? Um, okay. So you know what? Uh, I'll read the list down. Time enough at last. Uh, the monsters do on Maples are due on Maple Street <clears throat> is number two. Uh, will, right. will the real Martian please stand up? I have no re recollection. <laughs> I don't have a record. Which one is that? I don't recall that one. They they they're in a diner. There's like seven people in the diner, and uh, they they're stuck there because the bridge is compromised, and. Uh, they they find out that there's one extra person in that diner that was not on the bus. And to make a long story short, the engineers come. They say that the bridge is fine. The bus goes over the bridge. The bridge collapses. And then one of them comes back to the diner 
and finds out that the guy who's running the diner is a Martian, but the guy who has has come back is a Venusian. And I think the guy, the Martian, like turns his turns around, he or lifts his hair. He's got like thick hair in the front, and it's like a third eye on the forehead. <laughs> oh God, no, I don't think I remember. I don't remember seeing that one. Uh, so number four is to serve man. Number five, eye of the beholder. Number six, nightmare at twenty thousand feet. Uh, number seven was five characters in search of an exit. Number eight is nick of time. Um, number nine is uh, midnight sun. I think it, I'm thinking that's the one where the woman thinks the it's Earth is heading toward the sun. Sun, and, yeah. then, and it's actually the reverse. Uh, and right. uh, I'm sure the snow weenies love that particular episode, at least how it turns out. And number 10 is The Invaders, which <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure, you know, which episode that is. Uh, I did have to say that, you know, there were a few episodes that I watched yesterday I really didn't like. I really didn't like. Um, uh, you know, some of them hit home runs, uh, but um, there's a few of them that I really didn't care for. Uh, there was one with Joan Blondell and William Demarest, um, where William Demarest. Well, that's the one where it hits hits Joan Blondell and knocks her out of a window. Right, but he sees. But he previously has seen that on television. Right, right, and right. you know the wife <laughs> thinks he's going nuts. Um, there's a couple of others that are like that. There's a Jack Weston one that I truly, I, 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 I kept, I kept. I kept flipping back and forth because I was waiting for it to end because I just couldn't bear watching Jack Weston in this. Uh, but uh, he, he he plays a a TV you know a, 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 a somebody who wants to be a movie writer or a TV writer. He's got absolutely no talent whatsoever. He's just a real pain in the ass, and he winds up conjuring William Shakespeare to write you know, some stuff for him. And I just thought the whole premise of the whole episode was just silly. Uh, and uh, I didn't care for that. Uh, which other one? I'm trying to think of what other ones I watched. Um, Rance McGrew, the, the TV cowboy hero who mysteriously gets trans transferred back to the real West and realizes that he's not nothing compared to, you know, the outlaws who lived back in the day. And just about when it, the time when he's about to get killed, he comes back as Rance McGrew, the TV star again. Yeah, there's Russell jo Russell Johnson, who has several Twilight Zones under his belt. One of them is when he goes back in time to try to save Lincoln. Yes. Um, oh, uh, that was another thing that I did see another episode that I had had not seen before. <laughs> but um, you remember there's one episode where you can hear JJ's barking at something in the. The, uh, the one episode where uh, I built, hold on a second. Let me just shut the door. Be quiet, JJ. Somebody drove Oof. on. Somebody drove on the road, and he finds that totally unacceptable. Um, so uh, no, there was a uh, there was one episode. I believe it's Cliff Robertson, and he plays a ventriloquist, and he's got the two dummies. And yeah. okay, and the one dummy kind of takes kills the other one, and the good dummy, and then gradually takes over Cliff Robertson's body and that kind of thing. But there was another one with a ventriloquist that I had never seen, and this one, um, the uh, the ventriloquist, uh, the uh, the dummy's name was Caesar, and he was like planning crimes for the guy who was you know controlling him to go in and you know 
ro do all these robberies. Right. And that was one I had never seen before. So that was... Is um, that the one with the little girl? Is that the one with the little girl? I believe so, yes. There's a little girl yeah. in there. Um, right. There's a little girl in there. So anyway, uh, it was an interesting... Uh, it was certainly an interesting uh, marathon. Let's put it that way. Uh, I was driving Renat up... I was driving Renata up the wall yesterday with the Odd Couple Marathon. I was watching that, and uh, she eventually she just came into the room and she said, "Would you please turn it down? That that music, that da 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 da, just yeah. like going through her. I mean, she couldn't get it out of her head or whatever. But I spent most of the day. But the one episode that Tom Contino mentioned." of the odd couple is the one, one of the ones that I really wanted to see. And I missed because it was at eight 30 in the morning and I was still asleep at eight 30 in the morning yesterday, but that's the one where they be, they go to a, a place. Uh, Felix and Oscar go to a place where they uh, are learning about uh, tranquility <laughs> with the monks and they, they challenge both of them. They're not allowed to say anything to each other. They're not allowed to utter a word. And uh, Felix says something and, they have a little. They have a little uh, slate, little blackboard where they're keeping score three times and they're out. And like when when each of them get to two, the one of the monks looks at both of their uh, slates and he looks at the uh, the camera. He kind of breaks the fourth wall and talks to you, the viewer, and says, "It's a tie ball game." <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, it was so just so funny. And they had the one with Howard Cosell, and and they had the the very last episode in the marathon was when they uh, fulfill the prophecy that was always mentioned at the beginning of the show. Deep down, he knew that Felix knew he was right, but he also knew that someday he would return to her. He would return to his wife, and he did. He, he, uh, the last episode was when Felix got married or remarried to his wife, Gloria. And uh, um, there was a during the, during the ceremony, during one of, when they were uh, the wedding ceremony, they had it in the apartment, and the apartment sprung several leaks, and there was water falling from the ceiling. And and when they finally say "I do," you see Jack Klugman, the great Jack Klugman, dancing around and saying, "I'm free! I'm free! I'm free!" And he's like dancing underneath the the, the water. He's saying, "I'm singing in the rain." I'm singing. <laughs> Excuse me. It was great. It was great. It was great. Uh, so that was my way. You spent it with the Twilight Zone for the most part. I spent it with the. Uh, with Felix and Oscar. Okay. Um, and I loved watching, and I loved watching at one o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. It was an hour after the ball drop. I was watching the episode of The Odd Couple, uh, which was the Christmas episode with Ebenezer Madison. And right in the middle, uh, the door knocks and he opens the door and it's a singing telegram. And he says, this is a singing telegram for Oscar Madison. And Jack Legman says, lay it on me, kid. And the, the kid, he sings, Season's greetings, Oscar boy. My alimony's due. If you don't pay it right away, I'll get the cops on you, and you'll be spending Christmas in the clink like other bums on you. And he holds his hand down, and Klugman says, "You want me to pay you for that?" He says, "What pay you? It was pay. It comes collect." Ah. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, I think it's time to say goodbye on this Sunday. Uh, I have to prepare for the winter storm, so I'm going to uh, head down to uh, to, uh, to, t to, uh, to Pixley and uh, pick up a few things that I might need. I'll be curious to see if they have that, you know, the, the bread, milk, and egg run like they, you know, they do up in the Northeast. I'm sure they do. Do they, 
do they do they do they go crazy on television show? I mean, have you been seeing the the local TV weathercasters playing this thing up to the hilt like it's the uh, end this of the morning, world? Or? Not 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 terribly so because uh, it's going it's not going into Atlanta proper. I think if it were if if Atlanta if if uh, Atlanta itself was involved in all of this, it, it, I think you'd have a uh, it'd be a totally different thing. Um, but the fact that it's more up in the north, where snow, it doesn't snow often here, uh, but it's not it's not uncommon. I mean, you usually get you know a couple of accumulating snow events every winter, uh, but. Um, yeah, they, they really weren't going. They, they really they weren't they weren't hitting it too hard this morning. <clears throat> so maybe that'll maybe that'll keep things down. I mean, they certainly talked about the fact that there could be you know some accumulation. Although I did get a kick of one of the forecasters, uh, one of the people on TV, uh, trying to explain the warm ground theory, and that the warm ground would prevent yeah. accumulation. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, anyway, it is. All right. Uh, enough time to go. Uh, everybody have a great day. We'll see how this turns out. Now, um, <clears throat> a little bit of a different schedule this week. So kind of have to go day by day. I think uh, we'll be I think we'll have a show tomorrow evening. OK, uh, I think we'll have a show um, Tuesday evening. But I'm thinking we won't have a show on Wednesday uh, because I got a I got a medical procedure on Thursday, uh, and then Thursday will depend on how I feel because I'm you know I'm basically I go in in the morning I I'm out two hours later so it's it's in and out. Uh, so well I will I will just I will just tell you that on Tuesday um, we'll have to move it from seven thirty to eight thirty because I have a talk. A library talk, which is based, by the way, on my children's book, the 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 science of snow, Joe. And I will tell you that when that when that book came out back, I think in 2015 or 2016, that was the winter we had hardly any snow. They told me at the at the public at Simon and Schuster, they said the more snow we get, the more your book is going to sell. And we had hardly anything, and the book didn't sell all that much. And now, I have library talks about snow for kids. The first one on Tuesday, so that should tell you how this winter is going to probably pan out. What? <laughs> all right. I've jinxed, well, I've jinxed the season already for all the snow lovers. Yes, you have. Okay. Yes. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for the 121 likes. Thanks for the super chat hits for those of you who hit the tip jar today. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.